Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to Transforming 45. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. In this podcast, we dive deep into the transformative power of storytelling. I firmly believe that stories have the magical ability to heal, inspire, and connect us. That's why I'm here to bring you the incredible stories of women who have journeyed through life's ups and downs and emerged as their most authentic selves. We'll explore stories of resilience, reinvention, and the courage it takes to embrace change. It's a space where authenticity shines, where the messy and the beautiful moments of life come together to create something truly extraordinary. So brilliant listeners, get ready for a roller coaster of emotions, a burst of inspiration, and a whole lot of love. Transforming 45 is not just a podcast, it's a movement, a celebration of incredible humans who light up the world. I'm so grateful you are here, and I can't wait to embark on this transformative journey with you. Let's dive in and start transforming together. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Transforming 45. I am thrilled this week to have Jennifer Urizio with us uh, in the studio. Jennifer is a master intuitive teacher and speaker. She founded her own business, Blooming Groove, Soul's Language Parent Company in 2004, in response to her intuitive senses and ability to help others feel better about themselves, both holistically and naturally, working closely with them to generate a feeling of strength and well-being. She specializes in helping people connect to themselves, to each other, and to the divine. She founded a new paradigm, Soul Language, which provides guidance for understanding our true nature and tools for assessing deeper levels of awareness. This new insight into how the soul expresses itself is being embraced by top healers, lifestyle coaches, CEOs all over the world as a method for helping people recognize their purpose and live from a place of power and truth. Welcome to the show. I cannot wait for this conversation. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I'm really excited. Uh, it's a little crazy here at the moment. Okay. Um, but it's really windy in my house all of a sudden. So interesting. Let's interesting. see if I can up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we'll try not to have too many big laughs that will disturb your dog. And we'll see what the wind is blowing up, up for us. Yes. yes. So you and I met actually just this week. Uh, you graciously had me on your podcast, um, Asked and Answered by Soul. And I've listened to a number of episodes and each one, I really like your format with the 15 minute snippets. It's a really nice way to be able to hear a number of different voices in a short time. Thank you. I mean, honestly, I do it because I I don't really listen to long things, right? Like, I love my audiobooks on tape because right because I'm a big reader and I'm always in the car. But longer than that, I'm like, okay, they're kind of repeating the same things. And I think we're really smart. And when we can get that nugget in 15 minutes, and it really forces people to really like really be clear about what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that because then the ahas is like, whoa. And I think people don't have to worry about, well, I want to remember everything. No, you got it, right? So yeah. I love the format too. So thank you so much. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what you said is true. It did force me to really be concise about what I was saying so that you could ask all of the questions that you wanted to. So it helped me in a thought process as well. So thank yeah. you. You're welcome. You know, thank my 17 years of marketing and PR, my first career, right? Like I would teach people how to do the message points. It's part of what I also offer clients like really we i think in sound bites and i think so often mm -hmm. hugely metaphysical entrepreneurs they don't right mm -hmm. and they're passionate and they can get kind of caught up in their passion and so it sometimes it's like watching a great commercial and you're like oh my god that commercial was beautiful but what were they selling right like so right. we really have to be clear about our message points so our people can find us Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You just made me think of something, actually. So in my teacher role, we would do that with because people learn in small chunks. Right. So with a learning goal, I'd be really specific about like, this is what we're doing today. And this is how we're going to break it down. And I hadn't thought about layering that structure into the work that I do now. And that's a really important connection and a really great frame for how to keep things manageable and understandable and in ways that people can remember. Yeah. And I love that. And I'm an overgiver, right? So I, and I'm warrior energy. So I tend to be like machine gun, blah, 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 right. Uh -huh. And, you know, so often, and I think people who are masters of service like me want to provide so much content, especially in those free classes. Uh -huh. And then people get off and they're like, in that kind of transformational high where they're like, I feel so great. And, and then two weeks later, they're like, wait, what, what am I doing anything from that class? Right. So, and I think this happens a lot when people are transforming, they want to do all of the tools. No, stick with one. Yeah. Work it, really practice it, really allow that transformation to sink in. Um, transformation is not like a sandwich. It's not the more you put on it, the better the sandwich is, right? It's really not. Stick with one that resonates with you. Try one, try things until you find that one thing and really practice it. And then when you feel like you, you, you're hitting that kind of container, then go to the next tool. Mm -hmm. I think that is such an important point. And I think about that when I work with clients, like when I am initially bringing a client in and we talk about what I do, I think there's a lot of narrative in this industry around like magic, right? And all of the different things that you can do. And my, what I always say is it's, this is not magic. It's no. actually really simple things. Right. And we're just going to help you get clear and we're going to help you focus and just take the next measurable step right. because that's another thing that people do is they start looking all the way down to the end of the road like right. but you don't know where the road is going no and you're going to predetermine where the road road is going through your own pain and programming right yes you know um there's there's this movie called what about bob and have you seen what about bob it's the like, you all have to see if you haven't seen it. but um leave leave the doctor uh tells bob who's played by bill murray baby steps bob baby steps he's like okay i'm gonna do baby steps and like this is a guy who won't leave his house and he gets to like lake winnipesaukee and i remember it's lake winnipesaukee because it was the worst 
vacation I ever had as a kid. Um, so Lake Winnipesaukee all by baby stepping it. And I think so often people think baby steps are like little tiny things are huge things mm-hmm. because that baby has never stepped before. Right. And yes. so, so often I, I go baby step it, baby step it. And I think that mm-hmm. allows people to go, okay, especially mm-hmm. people who are control freaks, warrior energy, and like yes. want to get everything done so they can go, well, you can't, you have to feel as you're doing all that stuff, right. In order to get whatever you want, you have to feel that internally first. And then that creates divinely inspired action. Yes, absolutely. And can you say that again so that people really I hear so. it? <laughs> in order, I'll say it in a different way. In order to co-create with the how, which is manifest, there's yes. an internal action and an external action. The internal action starts from a vibrational standpoint of feeling sense. So if you want to create more freedom in your world, you have to start with that consciousness of freedom that will determine the next divinely inspired action rather than making your list and going through it like, you know, a crazy woman. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm laughing because I have a list. That's stuff right now. (laughs) Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I, like I hear like, you know, grocery store, dish, like I'm going away, you know, it's Labor Day weekend and I'm going away yes. and it's like, duh, 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 duh. yeah, so I'm laughing at myself. Yeah. And it is, I mean, it's the beauty. It is the beauty of this work in that we are not separate from the people who we are supporting. Like I am in the, I am in this muck and I'm in this mire as well. Yeah. And coming from, we talked about this a little bit on your podcast from a world where I was so deeply prescribed in doing everything in one way. I am deep in the work of unprogramming and releasing that. And instead of, because in the education world, everything is about results <laughs> and competition. In the world itself, everything in the world, is yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, Yeah, good point. And so releasing that and just coming back into my body, which is part of the reason why my company is called what it's called, Lean In, Finding Your Way Home. It's about finding your way home to your body and letting yourself be and feel again because we shut ourselves off and we turn it off so that we can focus on results instead of what exactly what you're saying is feeling what you want to feel and knowing it's already here it's you already have it within you and then we can look at what's the next what's the next step yeah and i think so often um people are rushing through all of that Mm -hmm. right listen i know it's about the journey but let's be honest the journey sucks sometimes right it does and and i think that so many people get obsessed about the results in the end journey right so they can create that sense of safety from externally again that's living your life by jury externally and you're not going to win at that game I always tell my clients, you only need to walk a half a step ahead of your community. I prefer my clients walk a step, two steps ahead, mm-hmm. because a half a step can get kind of yes. murky at times, right? Yeah. But, you know, when I think so often, especially healers, they think that they're A, healing everyone mm-hmm. or their clients. I, you could almost hear my eye roll. 
B, right? Like they have to be perfect and they have to have it all perfect. You should see my kitchen right now. Not perfect at all. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not Martha Stewart. I don't claim to be Martha Stewart. Right. No. Um, and I think so. I'm laughing because I was in Martha Stewart's set kitchen once. And that's a whole nother story. Um, right. And I think so often people are, especially with social media, there's this uh, facade that we have to project of having it all, knowing it all, creating it all. And what the real, really the name of the game is remembering your whole and complete and taking action from there. And, you know, comparing yourself to the the latest Instagram influencer is not going to remind you that you're whole and complete. No, right? no, absolutely no. not. And again, it's comparing yourself to an external right. source of expectation or an external source of an, an idea, the concept of joy, whatever it is that you're looking for. And the only thing that is ever truly going to stay with you is what comes from internally. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's a practice continuously. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So tell me your story. Where did all of this wisdom come from? Um, God. Uh, so I started out in marketing and, and PR um, and I, I was working for my best friend and we had, and I was taking master intuitive co classes, consciousness classes, and we had a internationally known coach and I spent, uh, two hours counseling her on her, the phone with about her daughter. And when we hang, hung up, I went, that's going to be trouble. Uh, and I went, Aaron, I'm sorry. That is going to be majorly trouble. And a month later, she fired us. Mm -hmm. And she cited that we, meaning me, I did not understand her business. I did. I saw behind the curtain. And I thought, this is going to keep happening again. And so I went, I'm going to go freelance. And I'm going to go freelance in three months. And three months comes, and Erin turns around and goes, oh, so you're going freelance tomorrow? And I was like, what are you talking about? I totally forgot. Right? She's like, oh, I made plans. She didn't make any plans, but that was the kind of gentle boot that I needed. And then I was working with a, a coach and she said, come talk at my event. There's going to be a bunch of speakers there. Come talk about essential oils and life purpose. And I was like, okay. So I got there. There was no one else speaking but me and her. And when I walked off that platform, people were like, can you tell me about my guides and teachers? Can you, I'm like, yes. Can you tell me about this? I was like, yes. And I walked away with clients and I walked away with the starting of the download of what soul language is, which is tangibility to soul. And it sounds like a straight line, but it wasn't, it was a downhill, you know, you don't have any brakes, no helmet wearing kind of thing. Um, but I'm really good listener, meaning I really, I'm going to caveat this. I'm a real good listener of wisdom from the divine. I'm not so good sometimes about taking action on that wisdom, but I'm really good at listening and I'm really good at asking questions. And I think those two <clears throat> combination becomes a great portal of the wisdom, right? 
because the universe just wants to answer our questions. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it is, and we don't like the answers, so we don't really um, kind of ingest them or receive them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's often not the answer that we want. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not the it's not what we expect. It's not necessarily the story that we've written for ourselves. Right. Because we won't always want the external. We don't want like right. Like I for years would be like, OK, tell me when I'm going to meet my great love. And the answer would always be, well, you have to love yourself first in one version mm-hmm. of the other. And I'd be like, that's not the answer I want. Like, mm-hmm. why can't you just tell me when I'm going to meet Mr. Right? You know, uh-huh. when I began loving myself, lo and behold, Mr. Right showed up. Right. Yeah. And, and I think so often we think the external is the easiest solution and it's not, it's the hardest solution. It is. and Right. And so I talk to my soul and to the divine all day long. And people are asking me questions and I'm asking them to support their connection. And so I'm a giant tuning fork. I think that's how the wisdom has been gained Uh over the years. Things just pop in my head. Yeah, it's really. So there's three things. There are three things that I want to ask you (laughs) coming out of everything that you just said there. So um, I want to rewind a little bit to go back to you. I'm thinking about people who are sitting in a place where they know that whatever it is in their lives, there's something that isn't serving them, right? So either, either it's a career or a relationship or a belief. And when I heard you say, you know, I'm really good at asking questions and I'm really good at listening. One of the things that our culture tells us, particularly for women, is to always couch that in something and to never claim what it is that you're actually really good at, but to deflect it, right? How did you get to the place where you were able to say, I am really good at these things, and and so I'm using those... It's a, I'm almost hearing you say, like, I'm using those as breadcrumbs for how to how to walk forward, because those are the things that I'm good at. And they feel good when I do them. That's the dog, everyone. <laughs> um, her name's Heart. Um, oh. I think, how did I how did I do that? Well, that's a really great question. And I think part of it was an ongoing determination that I wasn't happy doing the things that I was doing and the ongoing feeling of, well, if this makes me happy, then everything I know about all the spiritual text says that that thing that makes me happy is my bus ticket to getting what I want. So what would happen if I got on that bus? And I think it, it, it really was, uh, well, this thing isn't working for me. It's really not. So let's try this thing and see if that works. And I think I started off with, with baby steps, Bob. I think I started off with baby steps, right? I was real, uh, I was crafted. This is hysterical because I'm a writer, right? 
but I crafted my entire public relations marketing career so I wouldn't have to write because I was terrified because I switch words around a little and I'm a bad speller and right. And I was once told in, in school that uh, I was not smart. Now I'm laughing about this because I'm super smart. Right. Yeah. And so I crafted my entire career around not writing and I was really good on the phone. And I remember the moment where one of the managing partners says, take this and, and write something. I was like, I don't, I don't write. And he goes, what? I go, well, you can talk to Herb, who is the managing partner. And I, you know, you guys write and I pitch. And he calls Herb and Herb is, Herb used F words. Now he's way on the other side of the office. He used F words that I, I combinations that I never heard before. Coming down. And he's like, she does not write. That's it. That's all. That's the deal I met, made. Bam. And I think some of the claiming came from fear of other things. <laughs> and then some of the claiming came, oh, wait. When I declare, the universe bends towards my will. Let's play with that. And... I also had a fiercely, my mother's fiercely independent, right? You know, she was a single mom and she was fiercely independent. And she, she showed me what independence is. Hello, Barky. Did your, did your postman just show up? Um, I don't know what She almost never barks. This went down here. She heard the heart calling. Um, yes. So I think that's, a bit of the answer. I think people need to start understanding that one of the stop gap stop gaps is because they think that they do something without effort that everyone does it that way, right? And they don't see the talent, the ability, the gold in that. And I think people need to kind of start to take stock about what those things that they do without effort that make them feel good and really having a better relationship with those aspects of who they are. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Electricast. Yeah, that's beautiful and leads right into the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, which is, you know, we've been talking all the way through about baby steps and simplicity. And, you know, when you said, when I declare it, the universe bends to my will. When people are asking me about, you know, how do I make change? My, my response generally is, it is as simple and as complicated as you choose. Mm -hmm. You choose it. So in the work that you do, how do you support people to... 
I guess it's a building an internal an internal trust, right? Because until you trust yourself, it's really hard to make it to make that choice. It's actually building yes, but and building an internal landscape of safety, right? Uh, so which is it's safety has multiple layers, right? And so I think it's building an internal structure, knowing that if you choose what you want, you will be loved, you will be supported, right? If you choose what you want, you are safe. So there's a bunch of internal layers and the way that you build safety in your body is activating it so mm -hmm. you can feel it. And when, when I say that to people, they're like, well, I've never felt safe. I was like, yes, but your body knows what that is. And if you get on that bus with me, your body will give you a pause of safety, even if it's just for a second. And then we grow that. And so the cellular memory and the go-to body response is, oh, we got this, we're safe. And then the mind can follow the heart because that's what we want to do, right? Uh -huh. so i think that's it and and with trust when people don't trust themselves it's because what they're really not trusting is other people because when they've taken the trust someone betrayed them and trust is a practice and i think people are under the impression it's like eye color right it's not uh -huh. you have to choose it it's a practice and it puts you also when you trust it puts you in the conscious of neutrality and that's a really great consciousness to be in because you start to realize that when you have a challenge that it's not a rest representation of you sucking inside meaning oh i had a challenge this morning it's not because i'm not whole and complete it's just because there's a lot of free will crazy free will on this planet and we have challenges uh -huh. Or we are not utilizing our energy consciously and we attracted something that is serving us, but not what we want, right? So I think that's the way to do it. But I also teach people to go, okay, divine intelligence, that's your body. Divine intelligence, activate trust. And I just breathe. I just took a breath. You could tell like, oh, uh -huh. no, I didn't have like trust, right? Like where, and it's so subtle. And as, as you grow in consciousness, it gets more and more sneaky because the ego on crack grows as well. Right. Ego's good. Without ego, you wouldn't get off your couch, right? But there's that ego protection mechanism that tends to be, that overrules our knowing if we're not loving it into submission. Loving it into submission. Uh, that is, that's really beautiful and such an important framework for thinking about what we give to ourselves. Yeah. Right. And that, especially when we're talking about body and there, there's just bodies are complicated. <laughs> on on literally every level like from the actual cellular structure of it to all the narrative around it in the world and there's so much narrative around if you are caring for your if you are caring for your body most of the narrative is around well then you're doing it for its physical appearance right but the truth is that this is the ship that we experience this world in yeah. 
And caring for our bodies is loving ourselves enough to have a place that feels like home in this, yeah, bizarro earth that we are, right. bizarro earth experiment that we in are In this wild through. game that we're playing in someone's backyard that we don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I think that's a lot. It, it's very beautiful what you said, right? And I think so often people who are on the spiritual journey are, are focusing on connecting with the spirit and not fully connecting with the body. You have to do both. You can't leave any part of you out. Um, and I think trauma has a, has a lot of impact on the body because we separate, right? Not completely are we dead, but we separate as, uh, and we tend to separate from our body and from our source, which is both this body and whatever you call your higher power when trauma occurs. And that creates patterns that then allow us to choose something that's not sustainable or something that's not whole and complete. And I think people beat themselves up about that, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just a game. <laughs> like let's you and, and we're so used to every aspect of our life being a life or death decision, and most of them aren't. Whether I have coffee mm -hmm. or not, coffee's not a life or death decision, right? Mm -hmm. But it things come to so much. We put so much pressure on ourselves. So if we start to look at it, this as a game of connection between you and divinity, then how do you want to connect? How do you want to connect to yourself? How do you want to connect to your body? What, where are you kind of separating or falling down in those connections and how can you make them more whole and complete? That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And isn't that idea, that thought that led you to write your piece about this is not your fucking purpose? Sort of. Well, I got okay. tired. I really got tired. I got tired of hearing clients say, oh my God, I'm not getting what I want. I must not be living my purpose. Right. And I'm like, oh, great. So you're right on board with all those marketing experts. No, like that's online marketing crap. Mm -hmm. And I know that purpose is what we are profoundly here to experience and then offer that experience to others. And I was doing interviews for my first podcast, I think. I did like 30 of them. And I asked all these heroes, what I, I'm going to try to say it without an eye roll, but I don't know if it's going to be possible. That's okay. I, was, I, was, I was asking all these healers, what are your purpose? And they would go, my purpose is to empower women ages 14 to 35 uh, to blah, blah, blah. And I'm life coach. And I was like, yeah, no. finally, I was like, yeah, no, that's not your sacred purpose. And they're like, what? Now, back then. So several years ago, I was a lot more warrior. And so I was like, yeah, no. I've gotten better at the past the butter voice, but I'm like, no, that's not your sacred purpose. Your sacred purpose is what you are profoundly here to experience and then offer your experience to others. So let's do it again. Mm -hmm. Right. And they didn't know. I'm like, your sacred purpose isn't going to sound like marketing speak. So stop. And that I was talking to my friend, Annie, who I love, 
And if you don't know her, you should. Annie Ruggles. And I said, Annie was saying something. I was like, Annie, that's not your fucking purpose. And she's like, that's the name of your new ebook. And I was like, okay. And she's like, send it to me. And she's like, you know, she goes, when you, when you write it. I wrote it in like 48 hours. She's like, did you just, I was like, yeah, that's, it's, I've been talking about that stuff for years now. It's just all in one place. And she's like, oh my God. I was like, I was like, literally, it only took me 12 hours, but I waited because I didn't want to seem like I was crazy, right? Uh-huh. I think so often everyone, everyone wants a desk. Everyone wants a place in the world. So they feel loved and supported. And your purpose is divinely guided between you and whatever you call your higher power. So you can receive as much as you want on this planet. And when we make our purpose about everyone else, we are not part of the giving and receiving equation. And then we suffer. Yes. So my purpose is all about connection. Yes, I help others connect, right? But it's just me. I talk about God all day long because I want to be closer to God. I'm kind of selfish, right? I just want it. (laughs) It's beautiful, right? but I there's there's a rebranding or a shifting and understand that we need to create around that word selfish, oh, God, and that it. is like it is self-aware, self-accepting, self-guided, yes. like yeah, yes, yes. It is just giving love to yourself, right. and until you're filling up and giving love to yourself, nothing. Exactly. There, I, I, and. Uh, I took a pilgrimage to Mexico several years ago. Now, anyone flying from New Jersey to Mexico City do not go on a Sunday. Okay. I show up at the airport and there's hundreds of people. It seemed like hundreds, but there's a ton of people for my flight and they have so much luggage. They have so, they are bringing back anything they can. There are like huge bags of luggage so i get on my flight it's great i get off my flight now i'm going on a pilgrimage where i don't really know where we're staying we have to have our sleeping bag we have to have our we have to have everything and i don't have luggage it's back in new jersey because it was so much luggage i couldn't get on the plane (laughs) and i'm like okay so i talk to our to our person and he's like well i'll handle it i'll tell them where to send right and I get to the place. Now, I don't know anyone. And my roommate goes, do, do you need anything? Oh, no, no, no. Luckily, I had the sleeping bag on my back. I'm like, no, no, no. I got everything. I don't, I don't have anything. I don't have a towel. I got a sleeping bag. No. I went through not asking for help for three days. That's how stubborn I am. No, no, I don't need anything. I'm good. Finally, I'm like, I could use a towel. And she's like, sure, here. Ten minutes later, my luggage showed up. Right? I think so often we expect people to give us things to help us receive. And we have to ask. And if you're not asking the human resources, you bet you're not asking source. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it comes from that place for me, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming for you, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it comes from that place of being small and not wanting to interfere, not wanting to make myself an issue for anyone else. 
because you know yeah that's yeah for me it's about vulnerability right Uh it's about um not being strong that's warrior energy it's about going oh do i do i want to put you out or or what's the condition right yes um yeah yeah and and so often when you do ask for help people are like oh my god here you like brimming yes And we make so much meaning about it, right? I was listening to an episode of Armchair Expert a a long time ago now, and Rick Rubin was the person that they were interviewing. And he started off by saying, hey, I'm a little cold. Would you mind turning down the air conditioning? And (laughs) it turned into this whole conversation where, you know, Dak Shepard and Monica were like, I love Dak Shepard. I I know, me too. Dak Shepard, if you're watching this, (laughs) I want you to be on my podcast because I think you are hysterical yes yeah yeah and so from the heart in a way that we don't see a lot of men operating from the heart but the way but that conversation went along the lines of like hey you just asked us for what you needed and we our response was like yeah sure no problem yeah but we but we don't do that because we make all these stories up for ourselves around well if i ask them to turn it down i'm going to offend them and then this will happen and, and we write a whole story that is mm-hmm. not root ground grounded in any sort of fact anything right? and here's the flip when someone and this will happen to entrepreneurs and spiritual entrepreneurs. If you meet someone who's asking for what they want and you get annoyed, that means you're not asking enough for what you want or what you need. I yes. remember a couple of years ago, I'm like, what does she think she is asking me for blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, she's just asking what she wants. I can turn it down. But I was mm-hmm. so mad. And I was like, oh. I'm just mad that she gets to ask. She gets to ask, right? I get to ask. Yeah, Yeah. we all can ask. And if we just did, it would remove all of the stigma around asking. And how simple is it really to just say, hey, I'm cold. Like tuning into what it is that this vessel is telling us and needs. And we can just say it. And it's it's okay. It's more than okay. Yeah. Yes, it's in service. Yeah, I mean, it's, I want really people to really think about or really feel about, like, what's their giving and receiving cycle circle doing, right? Are they over givers? And if they are, that's, you can be an over giver. But is the over giving not allowing you to receive? Do you stiff arm the universe? Like, no, 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 I'm good. No, you're not good. Mm-hmm. right if you're suffering you're not good and there's yeah. no monopoly on suffering and people compare themselves to the to well you know i live in a good house and i have blah 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 and there's no cap on happiness no yeah it's not a zero-sum game right yeah and i loved that was one of the myths that really stood out to me in your ebook was my purpose is to save the world Oh, I love this one. I love this one. And the opposite of that, which is the same myth kind of is if I could just help one person. No, come on. (laughs) What are you talking about? I think so often master healers want uh, one of the things I'm going to try to say it without twitching. One of the things that I want to kind of reach through the Zoom screen and choke somebody is, 
I want to transform the world. We all want to transform the world, right? And listen, the world's been okay. It always self-corrects. Always. It always self-corrects, right? Yeah. Um, and so this belief that, you know, you want, you can help the world or you want to help the world. A, you're not focusing on who you can help. And B, uh, you're taking, there's a feeling of, oh my God, it's up to me. And a feeling of not letting people do their journey. Right. And that creates a lot of chaos in a business right? Because you're kind of dragging them along. And I think Louise Hayes said it. I'm going to paraphrase her. But she's like, that's God's business, right? Your part is to do your individual internal transformation and then offer that transformation to others. And yes, there are people, and you might be one of them, meaning the audience. We know you are, Lisa. but the audience might be one that has huge platforms and that has huge audience that are supposed to touch many. But when you stop trying to save the world and the world there is save, like anyone needs saving to begin with, um, they only need saving if they're in a burning building, right? Nobody needs your saving. Then you get to really focus on the work that really creates transformation in your life and the life of others right i think so um, so didn't mean to interrupt but one of the things that drives me crazy is when someone goes i'll pray for you now i'm a i'm a i'm a master prayer writer okay (laughs) they go i'll pray for you and i go really what are you praying about like what you're praying for what you think i need Mm -hmm. yes right Yeah. And I've been getting emotional because this is so much, I feel like this is sort of the work of women of our generation is to break down all of these very strong ideas of self-sacrifice to save other people. And when I am working with women who are in this transition of the, of the empty nest, their children are, they're adults. But there's still so much structure around what it is to be a good mother, what it is to be a good partner, what it is to be a good woman. And I'm using good in quotations because that's a word that needs to be completely deconstructed as well. But still that feeling the need to self-sacrifice to save their children. And what you said before was so important. And that is, but you're, but then you are living their journey. Yeah. It never works. It never works. And it's really, really painful for both Mm -hmm. parties. Um, And for people who are creating a business who have the belief that they have to save the world, they will attract victim clients, martyr clients, um, which is just pure hell, Mm -hmm. right? And so they'll never feel like they can do enough or be enough or, and it keeps them on that treadmill of not enough. Mm-hmm. So it's nobody's, nobody's here to save the world. No, no. And the treadmill of not enough is a really powerful tool of control to keep you small and to keep you from doing that connection of knowing how 
valuable and worthy and incredible you are as a human. Because yeah. the minute you know that, you step into your power and then it's look out. You're a Borg of goodness, as I would say, <laughs> right? Like they're like resistance is futile. Like, yes, you're going to get on my bus or you're not. And that's good. If you don't want to, I'm cool. Right. Yeah. But I'm not going to keep trying to make you get on my bus. No. Right? Like, yeah. you know, really declare who you are or, 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 and declare who you're willing to be. Yes. Right. Yeah. Really notice what's in your head about yourself and about who you are, right? There are roles you might play, but who are you? Yes. Right? Yeah. Because I always laugh because people will say, oh my God, your energy is so beautiful and it's so bright. And, you know, I, I just, I'm so amazing. And I'm like, well, that's good because today I feel like crap. Like, that's great. Like today I'm like, dog won't stop barking and right. And there's dishes in the sink and there's what, right. But that's who I, that's the human thing. Yeah. Right. You know, understanding who you are at a core allows the human to create a lot more peace and a lot more freedom and a lot more abundance in their life when they're connected to that core. Yes. Right? So I know my core and most of the time I operate from my core. There are days that I don't and that's okay. It's just the way yes. it is. It's I, I'm human and I'm hmm. having a human experience on this weird merry-go-round of whatever this is. I could have chosen something else like being a Martian or something, but no. <laughs> yeah. Chose here. I just had my image of myself in like a whole entire green skin. It was kind of weird. <laughs> and fun. All yeah. The same all time. the same time. And I think that you also just hit on, so two core things that I want to sort of wrap up our conversation with, because knowing yourself and the concept of separating your role from your, from who you are, from self is like, that's the core of the work that I do, right? Is really helping people to understand what those roles are and, but, but who's this? Because they're not your roles. You are not your roles. Yeah, yeah, I think the way I would teach people to do that is by tuning into their soul and going, okay, soul, give me a little hint when I'm doing the role versus expressing my core. Yes. And so you can determine if that's a role you want to play. Because we play a lot of roles that we really aren't on board with. Uh -huh. Yeah. And giving ourselves permission to know that it's a, that there's choice. We don't have to, we get to decide yes. going back to that like theme Drop of choice around. earlier. Yeah. yeah. And then the final thing I wanted to leave everyone with is what you were saying about healing, because I think a lot of people come to coaches or healers for the destination of healing. Oh my God, when you get there, will someone send me a postcard? Because I've never been there. No. Right? Like it's, I think so often we're looking for the destination so we can feel what we want to feel instead of understanding that that destination is already inside of us and to feel that. Um, people come to me because 
they know that there's something in bigger inside of them or they're hitting that spiritual glass ceiling and they want the breakthrough. And I ask really good questions. And I think people get stuck because I keep asking the same question. They keep doing that same, they go to the same pattern all the time, right? It's like they go to the same route to work. And so they don't notice the big, beautiful tree because it's on the other side of the street. I help them see the big, beautiful tree. And it's about remembering that they're whole and complete. Yeah, you are whole and complete. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with the Transforming 45 community today. This, there were so many beautiful moments Thank to you. pull out, and I so appreciate your time. Where can people find you? Sure. They can find me at soullanguage.us. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, if you hit under soul language, you can sign up for a discovery session where one of your soul languages will be identified as my gift. Uh, there's lots of free goodies. There's, I'm on also the social media soul language. I answer my own email. I pick up my own phone. So please do not call me at five o'clock in the morning. Cause you're going to get my squeaky voice. Um, but yeah, that's the place to find me. Okay. And I will get all of that information thank and I will you. also have it in the show notes. So it's easy and accessible for everybody. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. There we go. Thank you for joining us on this transformative journey today. Your support means the world to me. If you resonated with our conversations and want to uplift the Transforming 45 community, here's what you can do. One, subscribe and share. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you found value here, share it with your friends, family, and anyone seeking inspiration. Two, leave a review. On whatever platform you are listening on, your words can make a significant impact and help others find their way to these transformative stories. Three, connect. Join the conversation on my social media platforms. Follow me at LBoat for updates behind the scenes and more heart-centered content. And four, guest recommendations. If you know someone whose story could inspire someone else, reach out and let me know. I love connecting with diverse voices that carry the power to transform lives. Remember, it is your support that is the magic in my mission. Together, we can create a community of empowerment, growth, and healing. Thank you for being part of the Transforming 45 family. Until next time, keep shining your light and embracing your journey. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's just No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us, from renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. <laughs>